Hello and welcome back to the Tune Lighting Podcast. It's the podcast where we're trying to write and record an entire album in just one year. And guess what, everyone? Drum roll, please, Jack, if you will. <laughs> it's been a year. <laughs> uh, it snuck up on us like a sneaky something that sneaks. Um, and <laughs> it, yeah, it passed. It passed last week, and uh, I, I'm gonna say we did it because, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, the album is ready. Um, I think, as we mentioned briefly on the last episode, that doesn't mean that we it's ready to sort of air now. We oh, you can't hear it. You can't hear it. But for our own sanity, we needed to stick to the year deadline. I think more than anything, because as the kind of deadline was approaching and i was working on it every single day uh, especially when the sun's just come out here in the uk uh, the last few days and spring is here i would definitely have not stayed inside and finished uh, the last few songs so yeah the, for, for our own sanity more than anything i think the deadline was required um and we've kind of lining up to send things off to the mastering engineers uh, and we're kind of at their mercy now uh, in terms of when the album will actually be ready to release uh, although as we've mentioned before we're gonna do the standard practice of dropping a couple of singles first you know as bands do and then the, the album will be out would you say in summer let's i like i like that as a summer as a 2021 summer 2021 yeah so beautifully vague yeah look keep an eye out for the album in the, in the summer we'll carry on the podcast until the album is actually out fully and then I, I like the idea of doing like a full album rundown or some kind of you know deep dive into some of the yeah, tracks we'll have, we'll have some kind of launch party on the podcast yeah um so mini fanfare the year is up the album is for all intents and purposes in terms of mixing and things like that is all ready to go so now it's just a matter of when can you hear things and hopefully we'll have the first single ready to release in a couple of weeks depending on when the mastering yeah. engineers Apo- apologies get we, back to us. we had we had intended to mark the deadline by releasing the first single but we did sort of underestimate the uh, turnaround time for mastering yeah, we've, we've used a couple of uh, kind of to go off on a side note i mean mastering is uh, maybe we'll get our mastering engineer on if we'll maybe they'll be so kind as to do an interview and talk to us about the dark art of mastering but um there's a lot of online mastering services that you can well, turn around a track like instantly because it's all done with AI. And I think uh, we were advised against that for the actual album, but we've we've tried putting a couple of tracks on there and they, they sort some things out in terms of like the volumes and stuff. So we just it just seems like a cop-out to kind of... We could do one of those and release that, but I would always feel like it wasn't quite right. <laughs> yeah, it's not reaching its truest potential. So it seems a shame for the sake of a, a couple more weeks to, to take that route. So patience is what we're asking. <laughs> Please. So in the meantime, there's plenty more stuff to talk about. Uh, I mean, as I thought would be the case, as we got towards the end of the process, most of the most exciting things to talk about and interesting things kind of come right at the end when you're piecing together the album. And me and Jack have been locked in over the last couple of weeks as we prepared to send things off. We've been locked in deep discussions around all these things which we hope we haven't really considered or we, ha- we can't consider i guess is the is the problem um such as like the album name which we've now decided on the 
album art <laughs> and, the, and the, even the band if when because we're starting the band new you will have noticed instagram followers we're still kind of trying to settle on a branding and a logo and all that so loads and loads of stuff to to do and to talk about in this last stage but one of the things which we've been talking about a lot and is obviously very important is sequencing and kind of what order the tracks should go in because we don't just want it to be thrown together do we jack we don't want it just to be you know te- the, the 11 tracks just thrown in any order alphabetical order <laughs> although not a bad mm, idea not a bad idea i know the pixies <laughs> used to do that for certain gigs sometimes just play the songs in alphabetical order which is quite a genius idea <laughs> i'm trying to think off the top of my head which what that would mean for in terms of the track listing you know, I, know. <laughs> I believe they started with bone machine and ended with where is my mind which <laughs> of course which works um haven't even considered what our album would sound like alphabetically no but yeah we've, we've been agreed from the start that we want it to flow we want it to sound like a cohesive album and take you on a bit of a journey um and it's the kind of thing i would have loved to have got nailed down sooner but we we just couldn't because we hadn't decided what tracks were going to mm. make it onto the album yeah constantly throughout the whole process we'd be like when can we get to work on the in-between tracks like as if they're more important than the, uh, than the actual tracks themselves but especially in a spotify age we like when people are just uh, we're listening to playlists or going from track from track to track it's probably not as important but it's important to us and uh it's what get- it's one of the things that gets us excited about making an album rather than a ep or just a bunch of tracks so i guess um we should talk about how we went about it and one of the big well i guess two big breakthroughs one was once we'd sort of narrowed down our songs to the amount of songs that can fit on an album mm. so we probably we had infinite demos across this year and then infinite, <laughs> infinite <laughs> narrowed it down to about probably about 16 by the turn of the year and then we did a bit more culling there were a couple which we liked but it was going to be a lot of work basically yeah. and we had to cut something anyway so i'm quite proud of our culling skills towards the end and we weren't so good at it at the start you kind of hold on to things in a almost sentimental fashion uh, yeah, but towards the end, probably because we were getting frustrated. That's the power of the deadline. The songs just weren't going anywhere. Yeah, um, or feedback from friends of like, yeah, this one's got a lot of work. We uh, decided to cull them quite brutally. A couple that I really did have in my mind that would be on the album and, and haven't made it in the end. So, oh well. <laughs> Maybe they'll see the light of day someday <laughs> in the future. But for now, we had to get brutal. Even quite recently, even a month or so ago, there was one extra song which was on the the final shortlist which we have called since then mm. so we're left with 11 full tracks excluding little interludes yeah so that was that was kind of a breakthrough once we got it down to that much more workable number the other big breakthrough i think uh came from the idea of the album title and the album themes which is something we've been throwing around for a while discussing um should should there be a concept should it be kind of half a concept should it just be a (laughs) complete random jumble and i think we're ready to reveal the album title yeah should we start with the album title and then go on to talk about the explain how that informed the rest of it yeah so our album the bear taxes debut album is going to be called a year to live and that is the name of one of the tracks on the album yeah, um, which we discussed when we did the album names 
is, is a is a common way of doing it for yeah. that one <laughs> we didn't go for just a or one or whatever or self-title in the end decided to pick a track name yeah so quite quite route one in that sense but i think it's of all the i mean a lot of the tracks still at this stage don't actually have final titles we're still on working titles so that's one of yeah. the jobs we've got to do yeah it's sent off some mastering with working titles but it's fine yeah i'm sure they can uh they can hack it. professionals <laughs> the track name a year to live is quite um striking in itself but also when it was written there was quite a strict concept behind it as mm. hopefully you'll you'll appreciate when you hear the song but um it was something I'd had in my head for a while, considering doing writing a song about is the idea of what if you found out you had a year to live? What would you do with that time? Mm. Probably six months or so ago, I, f- I had this song and it's like, well, I don't even know if it's going to go on the album. If it does go on the album, it almost sort of needs to be to be the album, to be the theme of the album, yeah, to be like yeah. a concept. And But we weren't sure if we were going to go full concept album. But... I like the idea, Rob liked the idea of the song, and so we kept it, and we've sort of ended up with a kind of half concept, I would call it. Yeah. Whereas it's it's not it's not like a complete narrative of this is the year, this is January, this is February, this is <laughs> Although we did flirt with <laughs> with that kind of, those kind of ideas, but yeah, we decided not to go full concept album on the first album, but I think it's it was one of the best decisions we made. Um picking a vague concept because it's just meant that it's focused the mind on certain lyrics and, and it, it feel I feel much prouder of it as an album um, because it has a little bit of a, a, a slight narrative and everything flows together more cohesively uh, just because of that so yeah um, it gets me more excited when I think about it than if it was just a bunch of you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with an album full of love songs or whatever it might be, but yeah, we've we've kind of gone in a bit of a different direction, which I think is quite is quite interesting. And we hope you do do this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's some songs which just naturally kind of fit the concept of a rumor title track uh, quite well. Some which are a bit more loosely tangentially related, and was, you can do a lot of retrospective making connections between things. I find. Um, and as can a listener, which is sort of a beauty of music, you can follow your own thread and make it what you want to be. Mm. But also some of the later songs we wrote were informed, things that we maybe hadn't finished the lyrics for. Yeah. They were informed by the concept. And the other thing which was informed by the concept was the track listing. So we kind of had a starting point and an end point. The end point would sort of be the end of this year uh, to live. Start point would be finding out you had the year. <laughs> so that was that was a, a good framework to start with yeah you've got a start you've got an end we we'd kind of had it in our mind i guess that a year to live would be the first track um and that changed didn't it in the in the end yeah after a lot of head scratching and, and moving things around and should we talk about that first or the kind yeah, of process let's, yeah let's talk about that um so we'd kind of sketched out a rough track list we were quite happy with most things um we had our had our album closer we thought i we had our album opener of a title track and that, it just seemed to make sense kind of lyrically and thematically that would set it up however it's something was bugging me a little bit um 
it's kind of very gentle mm. uh, quiet opening which is fine yeah i guess but um sort of the tracks we had come in immediately afterwards weren't necessarily the most upbeat and mm. we felt something was lacking it's really sparse to begin with the song yeah so it's kind of vocals and, and synth and uh I was a little bit concerned about that being the first thing that people heard. Exactly. Uh, quite a low energy start. I think um we got we you get so lost in the concept, don't you, that you you can be in danger of being of abandoning everything else for the concept. And that was why I was well, could have happened and what I was worried about. And you kind of take a step back and go, No, what are the other important things about which we've talked about about how an album should flow and it's things like getting the energy right and setting the not just setting the scene like thematically but setting the scene kind of from a musical and energy point of view um and, and i've mentioned to you i think jack about how these days i've noticed so often you click on a new band on spotify or something and you see their most played track is the first track on on the album because people will go and they'll click on track one and you know, if it doesn't capture their interest, then they're they're gone. So you do, you've got to think about it seriously from that point of view. If you start with a year to live, which is a more, as Jack said, stripped back, only probably a couple of instruments playing. At the, well, not even any instruments playing at the start. It kind of starts vocally, and although it sets the scene very well from that point of view, it's just yeah, it didn't work from a from what we wanted to do it from an energy and a musical standpoint. Exactly, and. Um... It was quite a big breakthrough when we discovered we had this other song, which we weren't sure where it was going to go. And this is one of the ones that still doesn't have a name. I think I mentioned it in the last episode or the one before that. Yeah, It's a song called Pirate's Potion, um, which will have a better name, hopefully, by the, <laughs> the album release. Can you, I can't remember if you said what, what, where that was from, if it was just a it's, random um, thought that came into your head. Was it the feel of the song? <laughs> I think the feel of the song, it's got quite a almost kind of caribbean <laughs> how's dubby, that dubby little some... vibe yeah, to it yeah, um, yeah. and so oh made me think of pirates and the potion bit i don't know alliteration <laughs> i suppose <laughs> yeah it's, i mean it's a, it's a cool like t- like thing title name of a children's book or something but yeah it's nothing to do with the song it's just yeah it's no, absolutely not. nothing to do with the lyrics so that was another song which lyrically was like oh, okay this kind of fits with the theme because it's um kind of talking about some big significant change coming um but i wasn't sure in my head i thought it sort of needed to go near the end mm. um i was like well it either needs to go near the end or near the start it's not not a kind of track each place in the middle but i was thinking it'll probably be like the penultimate track or something and then realized actually this could could start the album um <laughs> we ended up with quite a few tracks like that didn't we where we like we're looking at them going this one needs to be at the start or at the end. So does this one. Yeah. So does this one. So, you, are there any tracks that should be in the middle? <laughs> Unfortunately, we did have to have a middle. So I think that was it. We had about four or five tracks that needed to be at the end because of the narrative. And that was what yeah. we thought. And then we're, actually, maybe it could be at the start rather than a reflection uh, of what's happened. It could be setting the scene. Yeah, and actually, it, it arguably works even better lyrically and thematically as well. Um which just didn't occur to us to begin with, but quite quickly got quite excited about this because it ticked a lot more boxes. The actual intro to the song is quite cool. It, it's got a lot more energy from the off. It sets up a lot of the themes of the album. It had both, has both of us singing on it as <laughs> well Yeah, point. so that's another thing I was uh, going to bring up. We, yeah. Since we decided to split the vocals roughly 50-50, 
as to who does lead vocals for each track. We were a bit concerned about not kind of front-loading yeah. one of us and back-loading the other. We didn't want a run of five or six songs, which was one person singing, and then a switch to the other. We wanted <laughs> to integrate it a bit more. So it's another thing to add to the mix to confuse us with the sequencing. Is like, can't have this. It's almost like you've got a... Yeah, like you've got to have this perfect Venn diagram where everything's got. A, it can't go in, and you put you move it into one category, and then it, it it conflicts with a different one. So you've got there's quite a lot of things to balance. But this was like the, the kind of chess power move by moving one <laughs> yeah. piece, moving one little knight that nobody had seen into another place. I.e., the front of the album, we solved a lot of problems that we had because I think otherwise it would have been the first couple of tracks on the album at least would have been my vocals lower energy kind of well not lower energy but more lower tempo i'd say for the for those two whereas this one's quite is it about it's, it must be at least 120 bpm or something it's kind of a bit more groovy it's not a rock track but it's got a groove it's got a bass it's got a bass groove yeah it's got a groove to it it's not super fast but it's definitely got energy got a big chorus so that was a big thing, and we we felt a lot happier once we'd we tracked that. Another thing about trying to balance a track listing, which we sort of alluded to, is the quiet ones next to the loud ones. And we've compared it to a gig. I think sometimes you need those mm. need those lulls. Yeah, I always think the best gigs and best albums are the ones where you you can get lost in them a bit, and you hit with some intense sections where you the energy is high, and then there's a kind of calm it's i think i mentioned to you the almost the the hero's journey arc isn't it a bit in terms of how the narrative would be in a kind of classic film a disney film <laughs> uh, not that i'm comparing our album to a disney film and maybe we haven't achieved it in this exact way I mean, yeah, there's different ways to do it you don't have to follow a set formula but i think usually it works quite well to um not necessarily to alternate tracks for the higher low energy but certainly to have kind of two or three swings in momentum in the album um definitely and for instance we knew our closing track was like a, a gentler one so we kind of wanted to have something more upbeat um preceding that do, do you have any examples of albums that come to mind that do it particularly well in terms of that energy um transition throughout the album and uh yeah, helping the album flow by having those different peaks and troughs. Can do any spring to mind? Put you on the spot there a bit. Uh yeah, I am on the spot. Um Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness is quite a good one. It starts off kind of quite theatrically almost with Tonight Tonight and, and it's like straight into a series of quite high energy tracks and then it kind of calms down a bit towards the end of the first album and then yeah that one that one really is like a gig because it's must be over two hours long that album mm. so you can do a lot or you need to do a lot of um shifts in energy i think yeah come to think of it when i was a teenager i went through quite a big m&m phase oh yeah and um i think the age i was i think the m&m show was the the first one i really got into mm. and that's a good example of um it's sort of laid out like a performance he's got I mean, the album art is him on stage um with the red curtains and with kind of clever use of like little interludes and skits and things it would give that feeling of a performance building to a crescendo 
Yeah, you'd usually get a couple of singles up front or heavy hitting tracks. I think um, can't remember what it was in my album, like White America, and Business. I think Out the Gates are quite sort of quite a strong opening. And then towards the end, I noticed with quite a few of his albums, they're usually about twenty tracks long, and from about track fourteen, fifteen, you can really feel a sort of momentum building as it gets to the end, mm-hmm. like the tracks kind of slowly increase in energy. But yeah, it would usually be a quieter track or two around 13, 14, something a- approximating a ballad by Eminem standards. Uh, and then, yeah, it would sort of crank up. I definitely love to listen to those as an album, as a whole, and really kind of feel the uh, flow. Good example. So obviously ours is a shorter album than, than those, so it's it works in a slightly different way. But um, we've got a couple of tracks near the middle, which are... Um, almost like centerpieces, I think, um, to try and keep the energy up. Yeah, kind of like the, the singles, essentially, um, or the ones we talked about as singles, <coughs> um, tend to be in the, the middle of the album. We have three or four, what I would call, really kind of high-energy tracks, um, and we were wondering whether we should just kind of completely split them up, make sure that no, no two of them were ever back-to-back. But I also quite like the idea of your kind of one-two punch and mm. not just resting on your laurels once you've you've played one, following that up with um, with another hit, as yeah. I'm sure they will turn out to be. <laughs> um, and again, going back to gigs, some of the best moments in gigs are not just when they play that big single, it's when they follow it up with another one and another one that just gets the crowd really excited. Yeah. Um, like the one, two, three punch, and then like maybe come back down with a bit of maybe a, something slower after that. Slower yeah, after that, yeah. For instance, in our album, we've got um, tracks called "Easy Easy" and "Everybody Knows My Name," which are two of the kind of popular radio-friendly, yeah, cuts on the album. So they're hopefully performing that role for us, and then we're actually taking it down with a bit of an interlude before we uh, effectively kick it back in for a second half. We've, we've mm. almost split it into two that way. Because yeah, the way we've used the interludes in the end is where we've gone. We've looked at the album as a whole and thought, sometimes a track will do that for you. It'll take the energy in the right direction or it'll it, the flow of the album will be right just from the tracks alone. But a couple of times we found ourselves saying, it's okay in your mind putting two tracks next to each other, but if one ends quite abruptly and the other one starts quite gradually or maybe starts quite abruptly if they they might not flow into each other that well and i guess that's the beauty again of doing an album and and having the option of putting in some little little interlude tracks so we've used those quite strategically in a couple of places um to to bring the energy down or to move the narrative forward as well yeah it's also like an opportunity to not just tie two tracks together but tie the whole thing together kind of musically by adding little motifs and sounds Mm. that crop up throughout i find there's sort of two things to consider from a flow point of view when you're putting tracks next to each other one is whether the tracks as a whole follow on second thing is like you alluded to there does the end literally the end of track a yeah flow into the beginning of track B. Uh, sometimes there'll be kind of a dead stop. Sometimes it'll be a fade out. Um, sometimes you can have a seamless transition where the music 
doesn't even stop. If you listen to, um, I was going to say Renew, it's not new, it's a few months old, Avalanche's album. I've not yet, actually, no. They're just another band who do that so well, like all their albums linking between songs. Like sometimes it's kind of literally the same beat. They do that thing of like, as if you're kind of moving outside the club quite a lot and there's just like kind of chatter. Yeah, I like that. And then it's suddenly you're in the next track and sometimes you can look down and realise, oh, four tracks have passed here. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was one. I, I do like that. That's cool. Yeah, ours won't be quite like that. But um, yeah, definitely we've 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 been thinking, we want we wanted it to flow. Yeah, it's finding the combinations that work. Yeah, and a, a, quite a few of the, because tr- we'd, we'd started all the tracks in isolation. I'm sure this is a common problem. You're almost looking at them all as a bunch of singles, aren't you? Although you've got the idea of the album in your head you're thinking of them as 11 singles. And that, for me personally anyway, it means I have a tendency to give them all extended intros or build gradually to um, easy, easy, the track you mentioned before. And I had this guy, gradual synth, building, 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 and then it kicks into the main riff. And you think, um, well, that's great when you listen to it on its own, but in in the album context, it follows on from a song that's slowly fades out and already has that fading of energy then maybe it would be better if it kicks straight in to the main riff so yeah things like that you you have to think about a bit differently when you're thinking about the the album rather than just the track on its own yeah and it's either a case of adjusting the track order or it's a case of adjusting the intro or an outro particular song which is you know it's not the not the hardest thing to do if the song's finished then just changing the length of the intro for instance is fairly painless mm. it definitely seems like less of a thing now to have uh, tracks fading out as much at the end of albums or uh, it used to be more of a thing or am i am i uh, am i getting that right kind of it was we've got we've got a couple where that might happen but it, it seemed to go out of fashion a bit i don't know if that's because of the radio or I really don't know i need someone who knows what they're talking about to to tell me the answer to this yeah maybe we do have a couple of songs that fade out. You're right. Um, I mean, sometimes it seems like the lazy route. <laughs> you don't know how to end, end a song. But I also think having a good mixture is works. I enjoy a good fade out. Yeah, I enjoy a good fade out too. It's, I like the idea like the song car- is carrying on playing somewhere. Yeah, when, whereas it's kind of, yeah, it, you, you can't hear it anymore. It's drifting away, but maybe it carries on forever. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes a fade out works thematically as well. Yep. With the album A Year to Live, there's a lot of focus on time and the passing of time, things going on forever or not going on forever. And, um, you know, you can assign meaning to anything, but I think a fade out or an abrupt stop can perform quite specific thematic roles for you. Mm. Agreed. And that's something we've already mentioned, but one of the things we've had to balance when putting together a track listing is um, balancing the musical and the conceptual. Because I know we're both quite into the stories of songs and having kind of visual images in our minds when we think about songs and their place on the album and you know how they relate to the journey um which is great but again we need to make sure that we're not neglecting the Mm. musical side like is it still good to listen to exactly you get so you listen to these things so often so much that you kind of put more importance potentially on certain things than maybe a listener would 
uh, you, you have a different perspective after listening to a track a thousand times and every single thing must be interesting and maybe you forget that the key thing is it's, it's a piece of music it needs to be musically right at the end of the day as we said at the start we're gonna try our aim is to release a single as soon as possible we've already made a start on kind of transitioning away from putting everything on our tune lighting social media to try and you know start with the band there'll be plenty to talk about in terms of marketing and things like that moving forward so yeah uh, as we promised we'll carry on doing the podcast for the next few months until the album is out there and even then we might carry on for a bit longer um for season one at least so yeah we're not going anywhere yet 